This is Jaguars Post Game, presented by Florida Home AC. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, and pride of the Jaguars, Fred Taylor, bring you highlights and analysis from today's game. Jaguars Post Game is brought to you by Baptist Health, Farah and Farah, and by Everbank. Now, to get things started, here's J.P. Shadrick. Welcome in. It's Jaguars Post Game presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today, official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars final score, Raymond James Stadium, Tampa. The Buccaneers 30, the Jaguars 12, J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey, no Fred Taylor tonight. We'll get to Bucky Brooks in Tampa coming up shortly. We'll hear from head coach Doug Peterson as well after one of the worst performances of the year for the Jaguars. And I'd put it right there at the top, to be quite honest with you. Certainly in the first half, you could you could call that the worst half of football all season. And uh, the Jags just uh, kept spiraling down as it went along. Four giveaways tonight, 21 points allowed off those four giveaways. Injuries continue to mount. Trevor Lawrence injured now for the fourth time this season. It's a shoulder issue this time and had to leave the game. And uh, the defense couldn't slow down Mike Evans, Baker Mayfield. The offense couldn't get out of their own way. Mistakes and issues all around for this first-place Jaguars team. They are still in first at 8-7 and seven because of the tiebreakers in the division. Yeah, uh, look, they're not going to beat anybody if they play this way, including the Carolina Panthers. They will not beat anyone if this is the level of performance that they have the rest of the season, JP. Look, I still want them to make the postseason. I know there's some Jaguar fans that are just in the camp of, hey, if they get there, they're not going to do anything anyway. But to me, just to establish that you could go back-to-back for the first time in a long time it would be something. But at this point, I, it's hard to see how they're going to fix this offense. I mean, there are a myriad of problems across the board. The mental mistakes continue. This is not one of those, though, where I look at it and say, oh, we just we beat ourselves. I mean, sure, they contributed to it along the way with some mind-bogglingly bad play, but got to give the Bucks credit. They came in playing well. They forced turnovers. You know, uh, they, it's not their fault the Jags couldn't stop Mike Evans. They kept going to him, and uh, as they should, Mike Evans – um, put up what it was it is 95th 96th touchdown or 93rd 94th touchdowns of his uh, career at this point most among active players really not anything good you can say about this um, I, look Evan Ingram and Calvin Ridley put up some stats because they're truly weren't anybody else you could go to that you could rely on in the passing game at all and in the NFL somebody's going to put up some numbers if you play 60 minutes but it was as bad an exhibition of football uh, and I agree with you at least when you lost to the Niners, you look at the Niners and you're like, this team is just walloping everybody when they're full strength. Not that it made you feel any better about the result at the time, but then they bounce right back and they won a couple of games. This is one that, boy, I mean, who's even going to be available to play for That's them, the feels question. like, right? Yeah, there's a lot of questions. That's a big one, certainly. Let's go back to Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida, Bucky Brooks. Nearby the Jaguars locker room and uh, your your reports right after halftime, Bucky kind of told the tale and it continued into the second half. And where does this Jaguars team find the life with two weeks to go? Yeah, no, it's a it's, it's, it's a crisis moment right now. And so the way they are able to find their way out of it is they're going to have to make a decision. Every player, every coach that they want to turn it around. There's no magic pill. There's no magic wand that you can wave to get out to get out of it. 
it has to start in practice, and they have to start wanting to do things the right way. And then you start doing that over the course of the practice week, and you take that to the game field, and you try and break the game up into four individual quarters, and you want to play clean in each quarter, and then you kind of stack those on top of each other. And it sounds uh, easy to do it like that, but they really have to focus on breaking it down to, like, the, the, the littlest parts and try to stack some wins in those areas, and then eventually you'll turn the thing around. But it's not going to be easy. Bucky, is it the want to that is lacking? Is it the ability at this point with the, the, you know, the injuries catching up? I'm not trying to say it's excuses. It just seems like at the moment they're overmatched when they took the field against the Bucks today. Yeah, I mean, everyone is injured at this time of year. Like that, That's not necessarily it. Like the, the, the turnovers, the self-inflicted things, like I, I wrote down, there were four turnovers, there was a missed field goal, there were four fourth down, three fourth down conversions that the Buccaneers made, two they made on their own, one was a roughing the passing penalty. All those things contribute to losing. Like before you can win, you have to learn how to avoid losing. And for a team that won last year, like they still – are making too many mistakes that will keep you from from winning and and so those are the things that can be talked about in meetings that can be discussed on the practice field but at some point you have to execute it to a high level bucky rooks joining us from tampa at raymond james stadium after a jaguars loss 30 to 12 the jags now eight and seven they've lost four in a row the bucks eight and seven they've won four in a row but bucky you know, week 12, the Jaguars were the number one seed after the win against Houston for about three hours. And then the Ravens won, I uh, believe the Dolphins won, and they were back down to third, and they haven't been that close since. They've lost every game since then. So why was it working back then? And when did it change? And why did it change? Well, look, I don't know if it was ever working well. I don't know if they ever were playing, like, at their full potential because even when they were winning, went on that five-game run, the defense was playing well, but the offense has always been kind of sputtering, and you still were having issues with turnovers. You were able to win games because the defense made timely plays and stops and those things, but it still hasn't been a weld oil machine with all three phases working together. And so what you have to do, one, you got to be honest with where you are right now. So you're 8-7. and seven. It hasn't been great, but guess what? No one cares. So the only thing that you can control is the next game against the Panthers. And you have to pour all this stuff into it. And the hardest thing now is everyone on the outside is going to have an opinion on what you need to do to turn it around. Family members, media members, the noise around the program is going to be loud. And so Doug has to get the team there. they got to bunker down, and they have to believe in one another that they have – whatever they need inside to get it turned around. But it starts with their belief in themselves to turn it around. Plenty more ahead. That's uh, Bucky Brooks in Tampa. J.P. Shadrick with Mike Dempsey in Jacksonville, the Hyundai Studios. After a Jaguars loss, 30-12 to bucks over the Jaguars on Christmas Eve. We'll have head coach Doug Peterson coming up shortly, and this is Jaguars postgame on Jaguars Radio. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC continues. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey from Hyundai Studios in Jacksonville. Bucky Brooks joining us from Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. PRI Productions, the Southeast full-service event company, has everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit PRIproductions.com and learn more. We're standing by for head coach Doug Peterson. He'll visit with the media and then walk down the hallway and catch up with Bucky Brooks. And, you know, Bucky, we 
It's a similar script to what's happened the last uh, number of weeks, certainly, but a lot of the season. But, uh, yes, in this four-game losing skid. And it started early. I mean, just a little mistake, a fumbled handoff. And they get behind the sticks, and they're unable to to get anything done after that. On third and 15, it's an interception. And then a, a minus 12 run on first down for Calvin Ridley a little later, a couple drives later. That, Pushes them back, and they miss a 52-yard field goal. I mean, those little things early in a game, they add up, and and that causes more mistakes. They just seem to pile on top of each other right now, Buck. Yeah, so what happens is when you're in the midst of a losing streak, you lose confidence. And so what you're looking for early in games is something to ignite the belief. And so early in games when you have, like, a turnover, you have some flubs, you have a missed field goal, well, now the natural tendency is to have the, oh, here we go again mentality. And so because the Jags haven't had a lot of good stuff happen early in these games, they've kind of just been mired in this, 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 this slump. Um, and the only way you can do it, you've got to face reality. You have to understand exactly why you're losing. And you have to address it. You have to do the ball security drills. You have to talk about it. You have to hit it head on, and you can't run from it. And then ultimately, on game day, guys have to make plays. And Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC continues. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey from the Hyundai Studios in Jacksonville after a Jags loss in Tampa. 30-12 to the final. Jags now 8-7. and seven. They've lost four straight games but still lead the AFC South. Both other teams tied with them entering the day. Lost as well, so two games to go, and the Jaguars still in first place. Time now for the Kingfish Pest Control defensive play of the game, and I got to tell you, Mike, uh, slim pickings, let's say, in today's game on the defensive side. Um, there were a couple sacks. There were. Which was nice. Trayvon Walker had a late sack. Yeah. Garbage time. I mean, this yeah. is Roy Robertson Harris had one early. It when it mattered, a, it felt like it mattered a little bit. They more. nearly had a takeaway, but it was overturned. A near takeaway. Yeah, I mean, they. It was a bad day. It, we've it's had a some, bad day. We've had some bad. This was a a terrible day. I mean, they've had bad days each of the last three weeks. This is beyond bad, JP. This is uh, embarrassingly bad. As I, look, Trevor Lawrence up in the post game. Trevor Lawrence is. As cool and circumspect as a guy can be, you know, and, and, you know, we hear people, people call my show and they go, hey, Trevor needs to, you know, chew somebody's tail. And we've seen him in the game get a little bit more demonstrative. But when he gets up the postgame, for him to say, we're pissing it away, the the season that we had, we were eight and three. He said it twice. It looks like we don't even practice. Right. Well, in his case, this week. He didn't. Pretty accurate. But, I mean, this has been an issue more than just today in that regard. Today was a culmination of everything coming together. I mean, they, and, and injuries started to mount. And that's not as an excuse. I mean, everyone has them. But you're losing guys. You're losing key guys. Uh, you can't run the ball. You, you know, your passing game is funneled through two players. And, yeah, they got theirs. But teams will take that, you know, because it you're not hitting the big one over the top. You're not getting the quick strike. And the, the defense had zero answers. For this Tampa Bay Bucks team, and granted they came in hot, but I mean, you know, look, they're going to play a Panther team that came back and tied the game and put up thirty on Green Bay, and then ultimately lost in the the waning moments. But the Panthers are going to come in here with the idea that they're going to get their third win of the season. You want to talk? You think this was bad, and it was lose at home to Carolina next week, and the way they played today, 
they wouldn't be within 14 points of the Panthers. No. Honestly. Yeah, if you don't get pressure on Bryce Young, he'll turn into the college Bryce Young he again. He can sit back there yeah. and still make throws. That's you gotta, right. you got to get some kind of pressure. I mean, it's, DJ it's, Chark revenge game. Uh, DJ Chark had a monster game today, by the way. Had a couple of touchdowns. Had a massive game. So, yeah, he's going to be looking to, to get his. The other concerning part was when uh, Bucky Brooks asked Doug Peterson about steps to, to fix this moving ahead. And it seemed like Peterson was just at a, a loss of, of what, you know, what else can we say? What else can we do? He said, simplify the game plan, work on fundamentals and uh, at a loss. Fundamental. I wrote that down. Fundamentals. Yes. This is week 16 we just completed. It is. There are two more games to go. I mean, come on, you played 15 games. We're talking about working on fundamentals. And this has been a theme, not the word fundamentals, but the practice. You practice poorly, you play poorly. And Doug Peterson has beat on this. Trevor Lawrence obviously felt the same way, you know, that it looked like we didn't even practice this week. I I think Doug has – voiced what the answer is everyone's got to take a little bit more personal responsibility they've got to practice better they have to play better they have to find it within themselves I just don't know at this point JP if I believe that they're they've got much of a chance to do that honestly I mean look I still they're a more talented team than Carolina that's the bottom line but momentum's a funny thing in the National Football League you know and Carolina won last week they came back and played well today you know in their loss so again they're going to come in here and try to make what's been a miserable season at Everbank Stadium even that much worse I mean the Jags have been terrible at home all that being said I mean they they still have the chance to get in the playoffs but they got to play like they want to make the playoffs at this point because today that team that showed up looked like they're getting ready for an early Christmas dinner so I don't know what it was and and you know you hate to say they don't want it but there's certainly nothing in their performance that looked like they were emotionally up to the challenge today. Let's put it that way. No, it didn't look like a team in first place with a chance to extend it to a one-game lead and tiebreakers with two to go. And it looked like a team that's counting one, two, Cancun. It was Honestly. all laid out for you today. Yep. Colts and Texans both lose. You win this game, you basically have locked up the division. Practically, right? I mean, because then you just need to win one of your last two, or even if you lose them, you can get a little bit of help uh, and maybe still uh, win the AFC South. And I, I would think these guys all want to make the postseason. Well, yeah, I mean, you would pay- think. paychecks, right? You can pay at, off at bonuses, least, something. Right, but they're, right. they're not playing that. They're way not right at now. all. Uh, let the pros tackle the pest in your home by going to kingfishpest.com. That's kingfishpest.com. The final stats, because we must, when we come back, it's Jaguars postgame on the Jaguars radio network. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey from the Hyundai Studios after a Jaguars loss 30-12. The final, the Buccaneers over the Jags, both teams 8-7. and seven. The Jags have dropped four in a row. Let's take a look at the Everbank final stats and start off with the total yardage. And a lot of this skewed towards the end when the Jaguars had some garbage time and got some yards late. But Tampa Bay led the way 335-305 to 305 for the day. The Jags actually finished with more first downs than the Bucks, 23-22. Third downs, Tampa 10 of 19 on third today. The Jags 3 of 9. Rushing yardage, 70 yards for Tampa on the ground, 37 on the ground for the Jaguars. There was a moment there where the Jaguars had no rushing yards 
Oh, gosh, into the third quarter, right? And then Trevor Lawrence started running a little bit. They had zero, right, because Etienne had 12 and Ridley lost 12. I think I was yeah, at halftime. That's right. And then so we were looking, hey, just in case, what's the franchise low? And the franchise low for rushing yards in a game was 12. So they surpassed that by not much today. They got it done, though. Penalty, 6 for 44 against Tampa, 2 for 20 against the Jaguars. The big one today, turnovers, four giveaways, and then 21 points off those turnovers for the Buccaneers. There you go. You're not going to win many games. Non-quarterback rushing yards today? Mm. Two. Yikes. That's what they had today. Not um, good, Coach. It's not going to get better when I go through the individual stats, but we'll do it anyway. Uh, 283 and a pair of touchdowns for Baker Mayfield. Perfect quarterback rating last week, 116.7 this week. So, yay. Uh, and uh, on the other side, Trevor Lawrence was 17-29, 211. One touchdown, pair of picks, was sacked three times, quarterback rating of – or passer rating of 64. C.J. Beathard off the bench had a 111.5 through the touchdown to Ridley, uh, 11 of 15 for 94 yards. Rushing, Rashad White uh, – we told you in the pregame, they don't do it on the ground with Rashad White, although he did run for a touchdown, 20 carries for 39 yards. Jags run defense, answered the bell, 10 for 25 for Chase Edmonds. So 30 carries and, you know, that not much – getting done there but they kill you through the air uh, on the ground we just went through it for the Jags nothing to speak of 29 yards for Trevor Lawrence he's the leading rusher easily for Jacksonville Mike Evans continued his Hall of Fame career with seven for 86 and a pair of scores Chris Godwin six for 79 uh, for the Jags Evan Ingram had 15 targets thrown his way 10 for 95 he did lose a fumble however Calvin Ridley six for 90 on nine targets with a pair of touchdowns uh, there and defensively for the Jags, Foye Oluwakin leads the way as he typically does with 12 total tackles. Trayvon Walker and Roy Robertson Harris with the sacks for Jacksonville. Up next, the Jaguars Radio Network player of the game voting after a Jags loss 30 to 12 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This Jaguars post game on Jaguars Radio. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today. Official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, J.P. Shadrick with Mike Dempsey from the Hyundai Studios in Jacksonville. And time now for the Jaguars Radio Network player of the game voting. I get a vote. Mike gets a vote. Tony Smith steps in for the vote and a half to break any deadlocks tonight. <sighs> Mike, go. the floor is yours. Sure. Uh, Calvin Ridley, right? I scored both touchdowns Ooh. and, uh, you know, caught. Six out of nine targets today. Didn't turn it over, which was good because we had a lot of those. So, yeah, six for 90 with a pair of scores. Um, I think it's easy, Calvin Ridley, for me. Tony Smith. Uh, my vote would go for Evan Ingram without the fumble, given yes. everything Calvin Ridley got was in when the game was meaningless, right? But he still had the two touchdowns. Ingram still had the fumble when everything was said and done. So, Calvin Ridley. All right. Uh, and we'll just go ahead and make, make it unanimous. Why not? Calvin Ridley. Nine targets, six catches, 90 yards, two touchdown receptions. But as you said, uh, Tony, those in the second half when the game was far out of reach and the Jags unable to convert either of the two-point conversion tries today. Uh, but Evan Ingram, yeah, 15 targets, 10 catches, 95 yards, and pretty close to back on pace for possibly reaching the uh, single-season reception record for a tight end in NFL history. It's 116. So um, he'll need a, some big games in the last two weeks to get that done. But Calvin Ridley, 
gets the nod today for the network player of the game. If you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, look no further than Ford F-150. Loaded with impressive capabilities and designed to dominate work, play, and everything in between. This truck makes tough look easy. Your local Ford dealer, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Baptist Health Injury Report in a moment. It's Jaguars postgame on Jaguars Radio. Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey from the Hyundai Studios in Jacksonville after Jags lost to the Buccaneers 30-12, the final score. And imagine after week 12, the Jaguars were the number one seed after the win against Houston for three hours. And since then, they've lost four in a row. They've got injury concerns. They're still in first place, but the record is now eight and seven. And the injury report is presented by Baptist Health and the Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute, the official sports medicine provider of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Long list again today, most notably Trevor Lawrence in the third quarter. When diving near the sideline, into the sideline, right shoulder into the ground. And Doug Peterson said after the game he'll be evaluated tomorrow and an update then. That was late in the third quarter and would be the fourth injury of the season for Trevor Lawrence. Daniel Thomas left the game. Jag safety, more of a special teams uh, ace and with a forearm injury. That was in the fourth quarter. Anton Harrison, late third quarter with a back injury, walked off the field under his own power. But uh, Cole Van Lannen finished the game at right tackle. That's not a good sign either. And we know what's happened at left tackle. It's a possibility Cam Robinson could be back. His window could open next week to be back at left tackle for this team. So uh, the injury report already long going in with uh, Christian Kirk and now Zay Jones. And they already had two starting secondary players that were on the list coming into the week. But they didn't finish the game either. And Tyson Campbell and Andre Sisco and – uh, they, I think that was more of a precaution, it sounded like, more than anything. But they weren't out there in, in the last part of the game. So that's a long list. And when they were out there, at least in the case of Tyson Campbell, he yeah. couldn't handle Mike Evans Correct. today. So, you know, um, they don't have a Mike Evans on Carolina next week, but Adam Thielen has had a good season. DJ Char coming off a massive game. You don't think he'll be fired up to return to Jacksonville. So, yeah, JP, I mean, it's just – that on top of the guys who are healthy are just not playing well. So, I mean, it's a obviously terrible recipe. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Look, again, I'm not saying this absolves how they played today, but it is a fact that they're still able to win out and win the AFC South. Yes. And, and maybe not even yes. have to win out and win the AFC South. If, if everybody else loses and they lose, they win. And obviously, <laughs> with the Colts and the Texans playing each other, one of them is going to get a win in Week 18. But there are there's a path to, depending on what they do next yeah, week, that's right. that you could still be in pretty good shape. But, mm. I mean, it's hard to imagine this Jaguar team beating anyone right now unless they have a uh, dramatic turnaround in the way that they're performing. It's a long list of issues, injuries, certainly one of those for the Jags now 8-7. and seven. And they've lost four consecutive games. We're back with a preview of next week in a moment. It's Jaguars postgame on the Jaguars radio network. Welcome back. It's Jaguars postgame presented by Florida Home AC. Call Florida Home AC today. Official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, J.P. Shadrick, Mike Dempsey. And, uh, yeah, four in a row now. And the Jaguars at eight and seven and still in first in the AFC South. It's getting tight, though, of course. The Jaguars have the Carolina Panthers in Jacksonville next week. 
and then they go to Nashville to face the Titans in the final week of the season. Uh, there's no room for error, but there's plenty of error going on and plenty of injury to go around and plenty of tension. And it's been building for weeks, but today might have been the worst performance of the entire season. I think it was, uh, you know, because I don't think Tampa's as good as San Francisco is, and that was a pretty bad beatdown as well. But, look, at this point it doesn't matter. You know, first-order business is find out who's even going to be available to play next week. That's right. I mean, you don't know if your quarterback's not going to be available. I'll say this about Trevor Lawrence. Wasn't great today, but no, you can't question – his guts and his heart. I mean, he's out there, you know, diving for first downs in what's basically a meaningless portion of the game. The game's over, and he's he's doing everything he can, uh, you know, coming back from a concussion, multiple injuries, never missed a game, all this stuff. But it, it, the bottom line is didn't play well enough to get the Jags, you know, going offensively today. And if I don't know who's going to be available next week. Not only I mean, Anton Harrison going to be there. We don't know. You know, Zay Jones going to miss another game. I mean, is it going to be the, the funnel to two players on offense doing anything? You're not going to all of a sudden figure out how to run the ball, are you? I mean, Carolina's been a terrible run defense all year. I I feel like they've got to be better at stopping it right now. The Jacks aren't running the ball. I don't think you know anything's comparable to how bad the Jags are running the football right now. So. Uh, and that's just on the offensive side, man. You know, yep. it, it's it's a mess. It is an absolute mess. So uh, all they can do is come home, uh, celebrate Christmas, put it behind them, and, and see who can answer the bell physically this week. And that's where it's got to start. You know who will be here next week? You, you and I. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's where I was going. We'll be here next week, and it'll be a 10 a.m. public Stillgate show on uh, 1010XL, our flagship station here in Jacksonville. And then 12 o'clock here on the network with countdown to kickoff ahead of the Panthers and the Jaguars. And week 17, the final home game in the regular season and a lot going on with the Jags. So um, have a great week. Merry Christmas Merry to you Christmas and the family. And uh, Tony Smith, Linda Fortunato, our entire crew, uh, Merry Christmas to you guys. And Merry Christmas to everyone listening. And we appreciate you. We certainly do uh, all season long here on the Jaguars Radio Network. For those on our flagship station, 1010XL, the scoreboard show is next. After a Jaguars loss, 30-12, to the Bucks over the Jags, who've now dropped four in a row to fall to a record of 8-7. and seven. That's the final score in Week 16 on the Jaguars Radio Network.